for the uh, the listen gang. If you want more information, uh, go to drewnrod.com. I've got two ebooks: Drewnrod Slim Body Bible and Carve the Fuck Up. These ebooks are incredible investments, man. It's all my tips in there. You'll learn hundreds of tips. And you know me, I'm not really a salesy sort of person, but uh, if you want something to to purchase and you want the best information, then these ebooks. There's nothing. This is game changing material. There's nothing else there like that. Nothing out there like it. So. Thanks for your support, and if you have any more podcast requests, just leave a comment on my YouTube videos or Instagram, and I'll see it. Let's bang them out. Thanks again. Cut the fuck up. Get it done. See you on the road. All right, we've got a video here. This is some drone footage. It's a 27-minute video. We're going to talk about Dune Rider's life story. Got nothing really scripted. It's going to just off the top of my head. Uh, you're going to fly some drone out here in Davao City, Philippines. This is a place called Samal Island. A uh, very nice place, very nice place to be. If you're in Davao City, go check out Samal. Got a lot of videos about that. Right now, though, I'm in, I'm in uh, Waterloo, Sydney, Australia, and I'm just looking out over a construction site, staying in Airbnb. It's a pretty cool studio setup. Right, let's do a little bit of life story. Dune Rider, born August 23rd, 1977, uh, born in Western Australia. Uh, my mother, Beatrice, and my dad, John. Uh, definitely, uh, my parents split when I was about one years of age, so I was raised by my mum. Spent 99% of my time with my mum. Probably 99.9% of my time with mum. Uh, times with my dad, we'd go out riding and hang out with my two older brothers, Julian and Jason. Uh, they're, they're the only siblings I have. And they would go out for rides every now and then. So that really planted a positive seed of the bicycle. And uh, my mum also planted a seed of me of the love of nature. She would uh, show me spiders and flowers and take me out to little bird trips out on the weekend after school or whatever, just go and, or feed the birds, feed the seagulls, some chips down the beach or just things like that. So very early age, I was instilled with that love for nature and love for the cycling. And I, I'm very lucky for that. So often people, you know, they might say, oh, you didn't, never had a dad around or you, you know, your mum was whatever or whatever. Or just people have all these sort of stories. But I think what we've got to take from our childhood is, is the positives. You know, not, no one has it perfect. I definitely had a really good upbringing I would say. Some people would say it would be terrible but I'd say it's pretty awesome. It's maybe the person that I am today and I think if you did have the perfect parents, if you did have the perfect childhood, if everything went perfectly, you probably wouldn't be that good today. You know, All the hardships make us a better person. The reason why I, I love solitude or I can deal with it is because I've learned to, to appreciate it. I've learned to appreciate it and the reason I can ride my bike so hard is because I've ridden across Australia and I've put myself against the headwinds or the mountains, etc. When you put yourself against adversity, you'll come out a better person, especially if you have the intention of becoming a better person. And I think that's what we need more on the planet is we need people who are willing to be better people. I read a quote today, the, the, the only way to find happiness is to be your true open self, is to really open yourself up, not be afraid of being burnt, not be afraid of being judged. And I think that's, there's definitely some virtue in there. Uh, so I spent... A uh, few years, first few years of my life in Perth, Western Australia, and then my uh, mother uh, moved to Adelaide, Australia, where I spent most of my life, most of my life. I keep coming back to Adelaide. It's a very, very awesome place, especially if you're in the cycling. It is extremely magnetic. It's got fantastic nature. It's the, it's a fan, it's the highest quality of living in the world I've ever been to. It's fantastic. I mean, Thailand's up there as well, but in terms of a city, for me, Adelaide is, is boss. You know, in terms of a Western city, I would say Adelaide's got the highest quality of life in the world, in my opinion, in my experience of traveling. I've lived in all over the places. Uh, I've lived in Paris and London and LA and time in New York and Brussels and, and all over the place, Amsterdam and Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Darwin, uh, Perth, 
you know, Sunshine Coast, Byron Bay, all these places I've lived and uh, had fucking awesome times, awesome times, made some really good friends, had some fantastic experiences, learned a lot of good life lessons. But I would say Adelaide would be my favourite pick. Uh, so then we, we lived in Adelaide for a lot of time, went to high school in Adelaide and on the Sunshine Coast, lived at a place called Nambour. Uh, high school I went to most in my life was uh, Ronella East High School in Ronella, South Australia. And uh, just as a kid, I was into nature, into fitness, but I was one of those kids that was always sick, you know, run down, asthmatic, sort of Crohn's and colitis, always digestive issues, always a sniffy nose in a bad way, always blocked up, couldn't really breathe, constantly on asthma medication, asthma steroids, things like that. So I was a full natty bra kid from eight years of age. And uh, that, that made me appreciate and get obsessed about high quality breathing and high quality energy. And that's what drove me to where I am today. That's how I created my template by trying on myself first and then going, wow, I feel fucking incredible. I've improved so much athletically. Surely, is this only for me? And so I'd experiment on my friends. I'd say, hey, try eat, eat just watermelon for breakfast. Hey, have banana smoothies for lunch. Hey, actually put sugar in your banana smoothies. I know I'm a raw foodist, but hey, like just... Put some sugar in your banana smoothies and let me know what happens. Put 100 grams of sugar in and let me know how you feel the next day or straight away afterwards or an hour later. Let me know. Am I, am I going crazy? You know? And so I would do all these personal dietary experiments and everyone was saying the same fucking shit. I feel fucking incredible. I've got more clarity. I've got a greater participation in my daily reality. And I was like, shit. And then when I first went vegan in April 2001, I really doubted it. I was like, oh, you know, we didn't get enough protein, things like that. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm an experimenter. I'm going to try it out for myself because I've always done it that way. Just learn a template, have an idea, give it a fucking crack. As long as it doesn't involve jumping off a cliff, I'll have a go. And uh, so I did that and started playing my diet and just started feeling better instantly and just talking to my friends. And they're like, oh, yeah, you need, you need protein. This is in your head, Harley, blah, 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 blah. And so then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to ride across Australia. Uh, so in uh, October 2002, I cycled from Adelaide to Perth, you know, my first ever really big trip. I'd ridden to Ad uh, Melbourne a few times, but Adelaide to Perth across Nullarbor, you know, I didn't know anyone who had ever done it. And my friends were like, oh, I don't know if you can do it, you know, it's a long way, it's 2,800 Ks. But they believed in me. And I said, have a crack anyway. So I got a couple of weeks off work, I was a bicycle messenger, and uh, I rode across Australia, across from Adelaide to Perth, solo. And when I got there, I, I uh, touched the water at Indian Ocean at Scarborough Beach, and it was a fantastic fucking experience. I'll tell you what, I felt like, I felt like Superman. I was like, wow, if I can ride across Australia, what else can I do? And it just went from there. So I encourage people to just jump, man. Take the fucking leap. You know, I mean, you have supportive friends. You have people who won't be supportive. Or you'll have friends who support you, but they don't believe you can do it. I remember even my brother Jason, you know, he's been a, I haven't spent much time with him, but he's always been a mentor for me in, in a positive way. And him had been saying to me, he goes, it's okay if you don't make it. You know, it's okay, you know, we see you've tried it, it's okay if you don't make it. And I thought, fuck, I'm going to make it, man. You know, but he, he genuinely believed I did, wasn't going to make it, but he was really proud that I was going to have a crack. And so I remember having tendonitis after a few days, and I was like, fuck, I'm going to get to Perth, I can't get a bus, I've got to do this. And I was just like laying on the ground crying, just frustrated that my fucking left knee was cranking. So I started riding with one leg. And then eventually I started, I started stretching. And then uh, the tendonitis just disappeared. I made it to Perth, no worries. But it's all about having a goal, surrounding yourself with people who will support that or believe in you. And if you don't have those people, fuck it. Just believe in yourself. And then soon people start believing in you more and more. And they say faith 
is believing in what you can't see and then you'll see what you believe in. And that is so fucking true. So I started getting into cycling, got a job as a bicycle messenger in 1998. I worked as a personal trainer. I studied all that. Uh, worked as a clown, worked in the sports stores, worked at the football, selling little footy programs, used to work at the racehorses, uh, doing a lot of stuff. So done so many jobs, collecting cans, working in supermarkets, working in factories, foundries, car parts, you know, done a wheeling and dealing, buying secondhand vintage Nike stuff, selling that, Lacoste jackets, you know, used to be a, when I was a teenager, professional shoplifter, we used to steal so much stuff in Adelaide and graffiti gangs and the rap culture and all that sort of stuff that went with it. Uh, good times and bad times. Drugs, spent a bit too much time doing drugs, wasted my youth a bit, but it wasn't a good experience, but definitely if I had my time again, I probably would have narrowed the drug experience down to probably a month. Okay, let's go get high, let's go do some things, and then let's knuckle down, let's start really living. Because I definitely find that drug culture is a big distraction, especially today, that the drug culture, it's just like kids at uni, or they're not really happy at home, or whatever, and so they use drugs to escape that reality, and then drugs can be used for weight loss, and it's just a big spiral down. So if if I can make one thing to the people out there listening to this, who are seeking inspiration from getting this far into the video, I would say that be straight, man. You know, be as straight as you can, if you want to have alcohol here and there, then yeah, so be it. But I would recommend, especially for the guys, man, just be sober as fuck. Be sober as fuck. Do your best. And even for the girls as well. I mean, sober life is really the best, you know. So if you do it a couple times a year, whatever, yeah. But just be careful who you're hanging out with, you know. Don't get caught in the fucking trap of weekly or daily drug usage. It is a fucking pit. It'll destroy your life. It'll, it'll destroy your life by capping your potential, right? And there's nothing worse than cap and potential. It's like a bicycle with tires that aren't fully pumped up. You're not going to get their full experience, their full essence of just flying on the bike if the tires are half flat. So if you're just half fucking sober, then you want to be that full Christmas, uh, crispness, I should say. And it's like an emotional Christmas when you are crisp and clean and sober and you can have that reality where you're like, I don't like this, I'm going to do this. Or I don't like how I feel, I'm going to change this. Or I don't like how I'm thinking, I'm going to ch- shift my focus. I'm going to sh- shift my perception, perception and procedure. You know? and, and when you're sober, that stuff really, really helps. It's just so much easier. But when you're clouded, hungover or stoned, then life can just sort of tick away. And uh, it's not going to wait for you. That's one thing as well I've learned is life ain't waiting for nobody, man. Life ain't waiting for no motherfucker out there. So if you have goals, aspirations, it's up to you to get the fuck out of bed and to get it fucking done. Right? Don't wait till it's perfect weather, the perfect time, or you got the perfect support or the perfect partner, or you look the perfect way. Just have a fucking goal, write it down that goal, and every day do some sort of forward action to take action at achieving that goal. And goals aren't, you know, it's not what we get with the goal. It's who we become in the pursuit of the goal. All right? So I've done that before. I've like, I'm gonna, I want to do a sub-248 marathon. And then I get that sub-248 marathon. And I'm like, cool. And I'm like, what next? You know, because who, who you become in the pursuit of the goal is the hardships you overcome. But most of us, it's just first world fucking hardships, you know. And that's another thing I learned early on is, is just seeing, you know, people in, in a, you know, even on just TV, seeing the kids in Africa, Rwanda, Uganda, Ethiopia, the, the famines because of the corrupt government, and the government selling all the grain to livestock companies in Australia or the EU so they can you know, raise animals for meat to make us Westerners fatter and sicker. And just seeing those kids really fucking struggling. That's, that's real struggle. That's just survival. Us here in the Western economy, man, we're doing it fucking easy. If you're watching this YouTube video, 
you're doing it fucking easy, man. We're all doing it fucking easy. And the, the only real hardship is the ones we create in our fucking head, really, isn't it? You know, Mark Twain said, I have a lot of problems in my life, a lot of hardships, and some of, the, some of them are actually real. Because <laughs> most of us in our head, we overthink things way too much, way too much. Uh, so lived in Adelaide most of my life and travelled a lot. I haven't, haven't, haven't had a winter since 2003, travelling the world with my bicycle, just getting my bike, riding across the continent, right across the country, ride to the airport, chuck it on, box it up, fly to the next destination, go. Uh, I had some fantastic people in my life. Just, I think, even the good and the bad, everyone's a teacher in your life. Everybody's a teacher in your life. So when we have that sort of mindset where what can we learn from this situation might, might, might not be the ideal situation, what, what can we learn from it? Then that's when you really start to grow, you know? You order a pizza, it comes back with fucking chicken on it, and you ordered a vegan pizza. Instead of flipping your noodle and throwing the pizza at them, you, can just, you just you know, pick off the chicken, feed it to a dog, or order another pizza or whatever. Or just take it back and say, can I get a vegan pizza? Without losing your noodle. You know, being an ambassador for veganism, being an ambassador for what you believe in. Things like that. And end of the day, first world fucking problems. First world problems. Uh, got into the vegan lifestyle in April 2001, had my health issues. So I do all these little dietary experiments. And it's feeling better and better and better. And then got into raw food, went a bit too far with that, trying to be too pure. And that's another thing as well, don't be too pure. You're not here to be real. Uh, sorry, you are here to be real. You're not here to be perfect. You're here to be real. You're not here, be here to be the most purest critter on the planet. You're here to be the most functional motherfucker making a difference. Purity ain't going to save the planet, all right? And we need, we need the planet to be more pure but if you're so pure, you can't get anything fucking done because you're undercarbed, dehydrated, tired as fuck, cranky as fuck. What inspiration are you being those around you? Yeah, you might be Mr. Purity living on organic fucking watermelon rinds and fucking starlight. But, you know, what are you doing for those people around you? Like, what's this fucking space cadet doing? So I focused on being more productive versus being more pure. And when I started doing that, my life quality increased massively. Like right now, I'm in, I'm in Sydney, Australia. Sydney's the most polluted city in Australia. You know, but I'm here having a good time, getting some things done, working stuff, getting, just getting things done, building relationships, uh, making connections, having some good experiences. And, and if I had this phobia of like, I can't go to the city because it's got too much pollution, then you know, you're going to miss out on life. You're going to miss out on, on building good things. So I learned that purity isn't ideal, but let's focus on excellence. Let's fuck perfection. Let's focus on excellence. You're not here to be perfect. You're not here to be pure. You're here to be real, you're here to get it fucking done, and you're here to contribute and make a difference. And that's every day I wake up and like, how can today be an even better day? You know, how can I reach more people today than I did yesterday? And there's always ways, always questions to ask. Ask yourself more empowering questions, you'll get better answers. And that will shift your focus. Because what we focus is on what we focus on rather is how we feel. If you're focusing on all the bad shit that happened, then you're like, oh, why did someone did that to me? They're fucked. Then you'll feel fucked, man. And I've learned that with social media. I mean, look at last year. I had this, like, army of fucking haters, bullies, trolls, fucking whatever you want to call them. And, and I started to focus on it a bit too much. And it was, you know, it was entertaining my reality too much. And I was like, wow, this ain't what life's about. So it's all about shifting your focus. Why are you here on the planet? You're here to get affected by jealous people or haters or weirdos or whatever. Or you're here to get it fucking done, to make the world a better place, to become a better person. You know, a more helpful, more inspiring, more energetic, fitter, better looking, whatever your goal is to make a difference on the planet. That's what you've got to focus on every motherfucking day. So fuck your parents, fuck the haters, 
fuck your boyfriend, fuck your girlfriend, fuck anyone who says whatever that's against your, yeah, your personal religion, your personal ethic. And not in a bad way, but just understand that their reality is not yours. So don't take it personal when people don't get you. Don't take it personal when people say, you can't do that, you should be doing this, you should be going to university, you should cut your hair, you should grow your hair, you should, whatever. Don't take it personal when people really rub you the wrong way because their goals for you are nowhere fucking near what your goals for yourself are. Don't take it personal. Understand that everyone has different realities. And someday you might meet someone who shares your same reality and you'll have a good, strong connection and a good bond. And that may change because people change. People are like, I, want, I, want, I just got to go and find myself. Just be yourself, man. Every moment. We're always changing, always growing. You don't need to go and find yourself. Just be yourself. Every day, wake up and do what you want to do. And that's how you find yourself. And that's the definition of spirituality for me is being your true self. Who you want to be. Who you're meant to be. What feels good for you. you know? Spend time in the forest. Spend time in a dark room. Just by yourself. Pen and paper. Write down what's important to you when it comes into your head. What your goals are. Where your direction wants to be. What, what drives you. What's, what's fun. What you don't like. What you do like. What you love. What you have to do in life before you die. Because you can be dead tomorrow, man. You know, there's plenty of people around yesterday that aren't going to be here today. You know, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. None of us are guaranteed the next 10 minutes. There's no guarantees of your lifespan. So enjoy the moment. Don't get caught up too much in fucking the downer shit. You know? And it's not about being spiritual woo-woo bullshit hippie fucking thinker. It's just about understanding that life's fucking short, it's fucking fleeting and it's precious and it can go any fucking time. So what legacy are we leaving here behind? You know? How are people going to remember us? You know, it's not what you give people. It's how you make them feel around you. You can give people money or whatever, first world benefits, but it's how you make someone feel around them. It's your behavior that people really remember. So what are we doing for the people around us? And we can always be better. I'm, not, I'm definitely not perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. I'm flawed as fuck, but I like to embrace my flaws and improve on them. You know? it's things like that. Like Even with my health getting back to the, the asthma and the Crohn's and stuff like that. that. That's what drove me to become so fanatical with dietary and lifestyle advice because I used to feel so bad and I had, had struggling breathing. I mean, breathing is just such a basic thing that everyone needs to be able to do. And I, I would have this asthma just like constrict my chest. I'd try and go for a run on the block and I'd be like just gasping like a goldfish out of water. And I just, just I became obsessed. I want to fucking breathe, you know? And then I started looking at dietary stuff, dairy, and met this crazy guy called Mark Hock, who's this naturopath nutter, but a cool guy, very passionate, very out, out there sort of guy. And he was just like the first sort of person I met in my life who was really like full on hypo fucking anti-system. You know, he was just extreme. And he, this guy was so polarizing, you even thought he was a total fucking crackpot, or you thought he was just a fucking legend. And I thought he was a legend. This was back in 2000. And he was the one who really triggered me to change, give up the meat and dairy. He wasn't even a vegan himself. He's like, I, I believe in it. I don't do it myself. But with you, Harley, your health issues, you should at least try it and see how you go. And within a few days, you know, I started feeling lighter. I'm on the bike. I'd be riding the same hills every day. I'm like, wow, I can breathe better. My VO2 max is going up. And then after a few months, I'm like, I'm not getting sick anymore. My knee inflammation's going down. I'm like, there's something in this vegan lifestyle. And it just went from there. And then I, I was working as a bicycle courier, working in the sports store, selling shoes, and just working in the industry, the fitness, health, weight loss, coaching people since 1996, really, and professionally since 1999. And so just been obsessed with that, looking after spiders and animals and just get, helping people become better versions of themselves. 
and uh, you know, and then having relationships like long term, short term, friendships long term, short term, what jobs long term, short term. Just learning every single time how can this be even better and better? How can how can we make this better? And so, uh, brings me to where I am today on social media. Started YouTube in two thousand eight and just started doing it because I was getting so many emails about health and stuff. I'm like, well, it's probably better use for my time of and I can reach more people, answer more questions. If I just make a YouTube video about it, then send people a link. And then people were like, yeah, I love your videos, make more. And I was just like, oh, yeah. I had no idea of the power of YouTube back then. I had just had no idea the power of YouTube. And I wish someone would, would have grabbed me by the throat and said, Harley, man, just fucking smash it out. YouTube is where it's at. I would have, you know, I would have loved to have had Duran Rider 2017 coach me back in 2008 or 2006. Wouldn't that be cool if we could go back in time? Um, wouldn't that be cool so that's why I basically I rant and rave like I do now so people are like Harley you're very polarizing you're very passionate why, why is that because I want to be the person in your life maybe you meet me in person maybe you never do maybe you just hear me fucking rant and rave on these things I want to be the person in your life that I don't give a fuck what you think about me I don't care if you hate me I don't care if you love me if you love me that's bonus but you know I don't really care I'm not here to be your friend so I'm not afraid to offend you I'm here to tell you what you need to hear not what you want to hear, not what's maybe comforting or loving or what's going to make me more money off you. I want to tell you what you fucking need to hear. I want to be that person in your life that is not afraid to fucking say exactly what you need to hear in that moment. And that's why I do have a lot of polarizing. I do have a lot of haters or whatever because I'm not afraid to say, boom, this is what you need to fucking hear. This is how it fucking is. Do it. And some people love that. They're like, oh my God, Duranai, you've fucking saved my life. I overcame cancer. I overcame type 2 diabetes. I'm making 100 grand a year on YouTube. I made a million dollars from social media. You know, I totally transformed my life. Wow, thank you so much. And then you have the other people just like, I'm going to take this guy down. (laughs) I'm going to find Duranai and punch him in the face when he's going up a hill. So you have that polarizing effect and that's it. That's what you've got to understand. If you're going to help people, if you want... If you're going to help people, you're going to be having people hating you. Because some people don't want to hear what you've got to say. Some people don't want to hear the truth. You know? And you, you have those people in your life. So don't take it personally. Laugh at it. Use it as a recognition that you're on your purpose, that you're really helping people. If you don't have people violently oppose you and you're trying to do good on the planet, then you ain't reaching many people. You know? Or you're being too fucking neutral. You're sitting on the fence too long. So you've got to have people really fired up, polarize your audience. Otherwise, you just, you know, you're just another sheep in the herd. Sorry, sheep. And then, so yeah, that's my life story, basically. You know, raised by a single mom, spent minimal time with my dad. Early in my life, got the cycling bug, got the nature bug. Had a lot of illness, a lot of sickness, asthma, Crohn's, chronic fatigue, anemia, you know, depression, stuff like that. Uh, drug addictions and stuff like that, and that inspired me to become the person I am today. So I, I, if I could change anything about my childhood, I wouldn't. What I would change would be spending too much time doing drugs and party scene and not spending enough time training and doing athletics. And when I, when I mean training, I don't mean like boring shit, like intervals and stuff. I mean like just getting out there, exploring, testing yourself on the climb, time trials once a week, you know, working out how can you go fast up the hill just from mental strategies, just from relaxing the lungs, relaxing the intercostal muscles, relaxing your mindset, believing in yourself more, just laughing at their fucking pain as you're smashing up the hill. You know, I was trying to smash out your 5K PR. Just that sort of stuff. Meditation. I would have got more into meditation. And for me, my meditation now, meditation for me starts when the lactic, lactate kicks in, when you get that burning your legs and your lungs and your body's going, stop, stop, stop. This is just too hard. 
and you just zone it out and you have that awareness without thought. You have that awareness without thought and that's what meditation is for me. So if I had my time again, I would have spent more time doing meditation. Awareness without thought in that high level cardio reality on the bicycle or running. Just smashing. I love the feeling where I'm just running, just full gas. My body is just this pool of lactate and I'm either in a running race smashing everyone or I'm getting smashed. I'm either the hammer or I'm the nail. I just love that feeling. Just high octane, breathing that oxygen in, just flooding my body and just zoning out. Just being in that present moment, having awareness without thought. Same on the bike as well. Maybe I'm just riding at 100 watts out in the fucking open road. Maybe I'm just riding around town looking for a new place to get some fruit juice or whatever. Just being present, moving my body. I love that feeling. I love that feeling. And I love helping people out. I love helping people learn this lifestyle. This is what I do. I, man, I, I was doing this stuff when I was homeless, dead broke, living on welfare on the street. Just because I love to do it. You know? Just because I love to do it. And, and I, money isn't an issue for me ever in my life again. Because I don't need money to live uh, the lifestyle I love to live. I hear in Australia, it's a very cheap lifestyle I live. And I can, I can get by in 50 bucks a week. You know? I can get by in even less than that if I was really creative. So it's just fantastic that I've found a template where I can live in a high quality life city for 50 bucks a week if I, if I really wanted to, if I really needed to. And I'd be totally, totally happy with that. Totally happy with that. It's fantastic. We have free Wi-Fi, the Adelaide Library, the Apple Store. We have so many resources. It's fantastic. So I've come to a point in my life where I've had those experiences making more money than I ever dreamed I would ever make. And I've had those experiences where I've been dead broke you know, living from welfare check to welfare check, living on the street, homeless, camping out in the bushes, and loving both elements, loving being dead broke, loving you know, being able to walk into a bike shop with $10,000 cash in my hand, plonking it on the counter just because I could, and just watching the reaction of the sales staff, just doing, you know, just, just meaningless stuff like that. People were, oh, you're just showboating or whatever. But for me, it was just sort of, I love that contrast. It was just random. Uh, first world problem, first world benefits. And I love getting feedback from people all around the world saying, Harley, you inspired me to get on the bike, blah, 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 blah. Even people in Thailand earning 10 bucks a day have come up to me on the street. They're riding a, you know, an old rickety bike. Was, you can see the love they put into the bike. It's clean. It's polished. It's maybe it's from 1991. But they've got a massive smile on their face. They're showing me their bottle of sugar water. They're eating some bananas for lunch. They're having their rice for dinner. And they're like earning 10 bucks a day living in Thailand. And they're watching some of my YouTube videos. You know? And that is just fucking incredible. And that just... That gets me hyped up all fucking day just when I have those interactions internationally. You know, it's like when, and then I have people who are like, you know, multi-millionaires, you know, banking. And they'll come up to me or send me an email say, hey, I work for Google, I work for Apple, I work for, you know, Specialized or whatever. I just want to say fucking oh, what you think is doing is awesome, blah, 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 blah. Boom. Thanks for that, you know. And just having all people from all walks of life just hit me up with these random emails or on the street randomly and telling me their story of how me sharing my story helped improve their story, their story of life. And that just gets me G'd up. And that's what drives me every day. So that's my, that's my little life story. A bit of a rant and rave. Uh, thanks for listening to it. If you have any questions, any other video suggestions, hit me up down below. But I just truly encourage people, just to, just to close out, is don't be afraid of being the person you want to be in life. Don't be afraid of your parents' rejection. Don't be afraid of your partner's rejection. Don't be afraid of your kid's rejection. If in your heart you feel you need to do something, you've got to get out there and just fucking do it. It doesn't matter if you become dead broke. It doesn't matter if you live on the street homeless because I've done those things, man. And I've been so fucking happy. All right? So just, you just got to fucking take the leap. 
there's that saying, ships in the harbour are safe. But that's not what ships were built for. Bikes in the bike shop are safe. They won't get scratched or dented or crashed or whatever. Or stolen or cracked or thrashed. But that's not what bikes were built for. You're not built to live this life where you're just constantly chasing approval of people to, in order to live. Because if you're one of those people, I'll tell you what, you're gonna, if you're living for their approval, you're going to die from their rejection. So have some time out in a dark room or in nature or just it can be five minutes a day where you just have time to yourself. Where you go, what is important to me in my life? Write it down. You know, what do I need to do in my life in order to feel it's worthwhile, it's complete? How can I help people around me? Because look around, man. Look around at the fucking problems out there. Every person you walk past in the street has some sort of emotional problem or health issue or dietary issue. There's so many problems out there. And if you just become a foot soldier of inspiration, just sharing basic shit, drink more water, drink enough water so you're pissing clear, eat more carbs, go vegan, high carb motherfuckers, just ride a bike more, drive less, just any shit, go to bed a little bit earlier, any little bit of inspiration you can give to other people, you can do it. I can, if I can fucking do it, any motherfucker can do it. If I can become the person I am today from where I came from, then anyone can do it a lot better than I can. So that's just my little rant. Don't be afraid to be your, be your true self. Don't be afraid of rejection. And you'll find out after a year or two, you'll find out who really cared about you in your life, who was really important. And above all, put yourself first. All right? Look after yourself. Put your life jacket on first. If you, otherwise, man, you end up drowning trying to help other people. So put your life jacket on first. Put on fucking two life jackets, man. A spare one for someone else who needs one. And just be buoyant in life. You can't be pushed under. If you get pushed under, you bounce fucking right back up. All right? Become that person. Invictus. You know, inconquerable. Inable to be overcome. Become that person every day in every way. And just get that sleep water sugar. We'll fucking see you on the road. Thanks for listening. And uh, peace out. Oh yeah, just lastly. Carb the fuck up. And do what you want to do in life. Life's fucking short. It could be gone today. You might not be around tomorrow. So do it to the fucking day. Peace.